Welcome to Watch Over, a podcast devoted to all things Arrow and Elicity. Featuring myself, Jen, aka J. Buffy Angel, and me, Kelly, aka Callista Wolf. Be aware we do discuss spoilers and swear now and then, but we will always have fun and you will too. We're back with all the SDCC 2019 goodies. The good, the bad, the ugly. A lot of ugly. Cal this time. Maddie's abandoned <laughs> us. Maddie's Happy. on a cruise. Maddie's on a cruise. Whatever, Maddie. Go off and have fun without us. So, San Diego Comic-Con, Cal. Last one for Arrow. Felt very you much know. like a whimper. As opposed to a I, I didn't really follow Arrow's SDC last year, which I regret a little bit now, given that it was Emily's last SDCC. Yeah. And so I feel like I was already a little bit out of the SDCC game. And then this one came along and I was just like, oh, well, I mean, there were so many people that were so upset. Oh, it's their last year. And I'm like, oh. Am I supposed to be sad about this? It just like I, I think, feel like, like that like, left me behind. That like, cro- like okay. there was a cross section for me of people <laughs> who were like super upset about like it being the last one, and people were like super upset about I don't know like not enough Felicity content. <laughs> and I'm there a little, wasn't like, it, well to begin with. There wasn't because entertainment. Well, yeah, Weekly we'll, t- we'll talk about the EW interview, but like I still saw ball. people upset like at the end of the day. I was like, well, well she's not on the show anymore. She might as, so be. She might as he might as well have carried around a cardboard cutout of her. Well, the whole that's day. what I, mean, I said. It was it like, okay, so out. Steve yeah. basically sad pandaed <laughs> his way through SDCC. It was ridiculous. I pretty much tweeted about halfway through the day that somebody needs to give him a cardboard cutout of Emily to cheer him up because Seriously. he was the epitome of hello darkness, my old friend. But it was almost like he had one because she was constantly a topic. Well, I mean, obviously. The question that everyone is going to ask 750,000 times a day is, when is Emily coming back? Is Emily coming back? And for the most part, the cast cast was no. Like, they have no idea. And that's, like, legit. I mean, they're not going to be the ones that Emily's talking to making that deal and at this point in time it's way too soon so i was not at all surprised by the nose yeah okay but let's start okay so they started off at entertainment weekly it was bad it was a bad bad interview i don't know what happened but they all lost their ability to answer questions it's like the interviewer would ask a question and then there was just crickets well, like Steve and, and like, David are sitting there in the back, and they don't care. Like they clearly don't clearly care. Clearly don't care. Like <laughs> zero fucks are given at this point. Don't want to be there. <laughs> and Katie and Juliana and Rick are up in the front, and they're all eager to talk about themselves. <laughs> right, which nobody cares about. And all, so all it made to talk for about like, is Elicity. It was so dull. It was just like, oh my god. But you it was guys. also like really awkward. It's like, oh, what it are you going to miss so about awkward. SDCC? And like none of them answered. Oh, wh- what did the fans give you? Like nobody said anything. 
I was like, these aren't great questions to be pausing on, guys. It looks bad. Like, like I get that you don't give a shit about SDCC or here because you're contracted to. <laughs> and, like, maybe you even give less of a crap about fans at this point in your career. That's fine, too. I respect that. But, like, also because you fake it while you're on camera. <laughs> kind of your job. It was really bad. And it was really weird because, like, there was no discussion of Emily or Felicity. So I think fandom-wise flipped their shit because I think the concern was that they had put um, – sometimes there can be lists of questions that they will – and topics that they will give interviewers about what's appropriate to ask and what's not appropriate to ask. And there was some concern just because of the initial interview that uh, Emily and Felicity were, like, on a do not ask list because, like, she didn't – ask about it at all it was so the heat, interviewer was just, yeah it was a, oh, was it a heat so the yeah. interviewer was just crappy too he so just, it, was just, he, it was just a bad start know your audience interviewer <laughs> right it was a bad start uh it got better i would say as the day went on it did. i think it did, did primarily better. i will give credit to Mark Guggenheim for... <laughs> well, I'm also going to give credit to Leanne Aguilera because yeah, over Leanne at Yeah, Leanne did a good job. I, she's always got us covered. So she they did Entertainment Tonight immediately after Entertainment Weekly. And Such an improvement. Leanne's awesome, and she livened them up, and Steve started talking about Emily. And basically, Steve said the same thing over and over again. Sad Panda Steve said, you know, everything sucks. Emily's not here. Um, doesn't like doing the show without her. Um, text her every five seconds that he misses her. Uh, what else did he say? He's just said, like, basically, it is what it is, and they're soldiering on, and they're dealing with it, but nobody's happy that she's not around. It's basically the nightmare scenario for both Steven and, I would say, the writers pretty much made that clear, too. So, yeah, duh. I mean, that was my... <laughs> Well, what did you think it was going to be? I don't know. Did we think this was going to be fun and games? Like, no. Did you think it was going to be fun? I was not under that impression. But, okay. No. Uh, hilariously, though, Sad Panda Steve, as he shall now be known forevermore, um, like, there's a general level of Steve not giving a shit about certain things, particularly information he's not supposed to release. He kind of goes wild cowboy on them a lot. But I would say this year specifically, he was like, I don't give a crap. I'm going to say what I want to say. He was just kind of off script. First, he 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 spills about Katie directing an episode. And she's like, am I supposed to be able to say that? And he's like, she's directing an episode. You know? Yeah, he's He's like, oh, is that not we're not supposed to say that? Oh, Katie's directing an episode. He said it even louder. (laughs) And then Sad Panda Steve um, also basically uh, confirmed... The crossover episode schedule, which I, he did, he I'm did. Pretty sure he was not supposed to do that. He confirmed that it's going to be episode eight. Which I'm happy he confirmed it. Oh yeah, I just, everybody's I just happy. No, he was not supposed to. No, say that. I don't and know how I know, but I just know. he also so, he has also summarily rejected the entire party line of. Oh, this season is very important to build up to this and to honor the past. And Stephen's like, "Yeah, the show ended in season seven. Well, yeah. So he gives this great interviewer. Uh, he hilariously was like, "Cause they're like, oh, well, what are you going to call it after Arrow ends?" He's like, "The Arrowverse. What else would you call it? Flashverse. Like, that's can't stupid. Can't call it Flashverse. That's ridiculous." I was like, "I love you so much right now. Like, 
Say those words all the time, and then we'll get along, Stephen. Um, Sad Panda Steve was also very much – I think he gave a good description of – probably of what we're headed for he basically said the show as we know it is over in seven was over in 722 which he's been saying that for i know a while. but like every single um, time like beth or somebody has to say oh but no there's more to it than that like he just like doubles down on it no it died it's done in seven this is extra yeah so then which, he's like basically it's like we took an eight-year break <laughs> and then this is like like I said, it's like this weird coda, um, but it's going to be a very, very different show. Probably just before the everybody makeup of it. I mean, Oliver's off gallivanting with um, the monitor, and it. The good news is, um, it sounds like Diggle's going with. Before everybody freaks which... out about Steve saying the eight-year thing, that was just oh, him, yeah. just like pulling an example. That's it has not been saying, eight years. Like, it's not it's been be, five months. Yeah, it's a figure of speech. <laughs> We're not, it's not eight years have passed. He's just no. saying, like, if you took the show off the air, waited eight years, and then put yeah. this on, that's going to kind of... Like if it was totally, a Veronica Mars revival. Right. Yeah. Right. It's just right. tonally is what he was saying. And he's... It's it's not... The big thing that he says, we're not as serial, serialized, and they move no. much faster, because, duh, there's ten episodes. Normally, it would take nine to set up the big bad and, you know... The first half of the season is a slow burn, and then you're – so that's not happening. It so the good like, news is that yeah. the crossover is happening at 8. The lead-up is going to be the first 7. It sounds like the lead-up to the crossover is mostly on Arrow's shoulders, which, duh, we kind of knew that because Oliver's off gallivanting with the monitor. I mean, how could it not be, right? <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, it's not going to be Barry. You know, I was like, okay. <laughs> so some of it was, like, pretty obvious. Um there was some confusion, like, why do they need two episodes? So they're going to have two episodes after the crossover. So Arrow's episode for the crossover is eight, and then they have nine and ten. The Arrow finale is just Arrow. The, so nine and ten are just Arrow episodes. So I saw some discussion, like, you know, I wonder what, if Oliver dies in the crossover, why do we need two episodes? <laughs> you guys, this should be... Yet another sign Oliver doesn't die Does in the crossover. <laughs> Come on. We're smarter it's, than this fandom. We're yeah, smarter than this. Not dying, FYI. Please. Well, we please. know he's not dead because of he reunited with Felicity dead. twenty and years later. Yet another thing he said at SDCC is, Oh yeah, they're together, they're fine, they're happy, you know, and right. it's just like he's not we dead. confirmed what happened in seven twenty two, so it's not like, God, Oh, you guys are dead. just watching it wrong. No, no. Like, right. no, the EPs are trying um, to, like, make you worry. But if you're falling for it, then I'm, I got nothing for you. <laughs> um, so, good spoilers. Mark had a lot of really uh, very positive things to say. And I'm glad he made this public because I will say pretty much everything he said in the, in the interviews on my blog. Um, pretty much everything he said in the interview is stuff he has said to me privately so I always like when he which what you get with Mark what you see is what you get with him so he's very um straightforward so he promised there's a Felicity centric moment in the premiere um he said they're not denying the existence of the character like a lot of times characters will leave shows and the show pretends like that character never existed yeah like they're exactly. not doing that um uh, he says, I think a lot of shows when a major actor leaves the show, they suddenly like forget that character and don't acknowledge that character. And we don't do that. 
We're constantly referencing Felicity. Felicity's super important, and she's alive in the show, even if Emily's not in the show. So I think that's good. Um, as, as far as Emily coming back, he said, we, of course, want Emily as involved in season eight as she would like to be. Um, if we can w work out a way for her to return for the final season, of course, we would love that. Um, there's a lot of conversations that have to be had, and we're going to have them. So basically, they're from Mark and Beth's standpoint, they will have Emily for as many episodes as she is willing to appear for. Like, if I'll she be wants impressed. To just do if it's yeah, more like than whatever one scene she's in one willing episode. to do, they will take it. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, you know, the story is over. It's, you know, like, no, no. They're like, please come back. <laughs> um, so as I said, when Emily announces she's leaving, the ball is pretty much in Emily's court if she's going to return or not return. They're going to extend the invitation for however many episodes they can get her. And she's got to make the decision. And that's kind of where it's at. So I would also say that we're not going to have an answer on that at SDCC. Like we're nowhere no. near close to filming any episode that she might maybe say yes to. And that stuff happens so freaking last minute. It's like nothing, nothing, nothing. The episode's going to film in like five seconds. Oh, get the actor on contract. Sign the contract. Actor shows up on set. And then a lot of times they try to keep it quiet so it's a surprise. Or they're going to keep it quiet or they're going to scream it from the mountaintops that she's back. But we're not going to know that until the last possible second is kind of my attitude. So I kind of thought it was a little ridiculous asking the cast over and over again, is Emily going to come back? It's like, first of all, they have no say-so in whether or not she comes back or not. Well, maybe Steve does, but are we really thinking Steve is like, no, I don't want Emily to come back. Sad panda Steve no, wants Emily to come back. there's literally somebody that, like, okay, Steve said that, he they they took what he said about her doing her play and how you know he's happy for her to go ahead on and do that and that he thinks goodbyes should be remain goodbyes and they took that to mean that he doesn't want her to come back and it was just like no honey <laughs> no i didn't take it that way at all he nobody he but this person took it that way well like, it's like he's preparing everyone just because mark beth and steven say they want emily to come back doesn't mean emily's going to come back right. they're really putting the ball in her court she has to say yes and if she chooses not to say yes she says no well then they've written felicity's as you and i have been saying they've written felicity's exit there isn't anything she has to come back for to resolve. There's not a lot of hanging threads here, which I'm incredibly grateful for. Oh my gosh, um, so much. if Emily comes back, it's just sprinkles on a cupcake, extra sprinkles. If she doesn't, they covered us. And Steve yeah. made it pretty clear that was his idea. I, he, oh, he wanted oh, he all the credit for that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I literally was like, listen. I don't care if Beth wrote it. I don't care if Mark wrote it. I don't care if Steve wrote it. I don't care if the third assistant to the assistant to the assistant wrote it. I don't care if Satan wrote it. I just want Oliver and Felicity to be together. And I am incredibly grateful to anyone who was involved in the process and the writing of making that happen. So therefore, we do not need Emily Bettrecards to come back in order for that storyline to be tied up. Right. Praise Jesus. So yeah, no, I thought that was I thought that was all very good. So if there if you're worried that there's any animosity coming from the executive producers, no, no they're very sad that they she's would not love to have her back. They and yes, yeah, it's yes. it's yeah, 
I've I've heard all kinds of conspiracy theories. Oh, she doesn't want to come back because of Mark, or Mark doesn't want to have her back because of what she said. You know, it's not like that, no. you guys. You're no. reading way too much into this, and it's yeah. really not that deep. Yeah, I can't speak for Emily, but <laughs> I'll speak for Mark that that's not his position. I don't all. think that's that's Emily. That's not why she left. No, she left. Yeah, she no. Just the people done. are saying Actors that's get done, guys. <laughs> it's like they play the same character for X number of years. They get sick of it. Actors right. are very like they're like gypsies. They like to just roll. They're like tumbleweeds in the wind. You know what I mean? And it's like you nail them down for too long, and they get antsy. She wants to go do her play. She wants to go to travel. She wants to do. You know, when you are contracted, you know the rest of us all have to show up someplace for eight hours a day. It was this, that's the same deal with it is uh, with a, an actor. They're contracted. They don't get to do and. Being contracted to a television show is a major chunk of time in the United States. Mm-hmm. Like. Nine months of your year. Yeah. It's a long time. And they're working some long days. So I'm not saying, oh, poor Emily. She had such a rough job. No. I but she didn't have much time to do anything else. <laughs> they get paid else. a lot of money. But. Uh, yeah. The nature of actors is they want to do other stuff. So the minute that contract goes up. um, this is why I say it's always very dangerous. This is the danger zone. Shows typically tend to stay too long at the dance. Oh, and yeah. one of those reasons, um, one of the cost of that decision is you lose the actors. Mm-hmm. So I think we can all agree that they should have just ended in seven. Nobody is like, I think <laughs> that that is a very easy point of agreement. Yes, they should have been done in seven. They're not, so we got to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So from that standpoint... No, Mark is very committed, I would say, to trying to get Emily to come back for whatever they need her for. And she's got to say yes or no. And if she says no, okay, yeah, from my opinion, that sucks. But does it damage the story irreparably where we no longer have um, closure on Oliver and Felicity's story? No. No. We already got that. So we're sitting in good shape, guys. And this has never happened to me before. I almost don't even know what to do with myself. We're in such good shape. Like, I'm super zenny about season eight, Cal. That's good. It's like, I don't really, there's like nothing I'm like, you know, like every season, like even after you watch the premiere, they like throw something in there. You're like, oh God, now we have to like wait till this resolves. You know what I mean? Because it's a drama. There's always something stressful on Arrow. I'm so tired of the stress. I'm so glad just, not to have that to, anymore. You know, and it's always Felicity <laughs> related. And I'm always like, oh, no, she's not going to die. Or they're going to get back together. It's like, oh, I don't have to deal with any of that shit. It's just Oliver gallivanting through the universe. Okay. Sure. Will I probably be doing laundry while I'm watching it? <laughs> you know, there's a good chance. But I'm not unhappy with everything that they, they pitched. I am... For one, very excited that Diggle will be with Oliver. I liked that aspect of season one. My biggest frustration, I think if you really want to talk about character who has gotten the shaft in terms of storyline, it's John Diggle. So I'm seriously hoping in these ten remaining episodes they can toss some storyline, some decent storyline at him. Because that interests me and I want to see that. I will watch that. So hopefully that's the case. Um, They have casted his son. And I'm so freaking excited that they cast J.J. Diggle. Hang on, I got to get his name right. It's Charlie Barnett. 
I believe. I want to make sure. Yes, Charlie Barnett. Now, he has been on some other stuff. I recognize him, but I don't recognize anything he's been on, which is weird for me. That rarely happens. Normally, if I can recognize a face, I can be like, oh, yeah, I know this person, but I can't. I can't place them. Anyways, he's like the perfect physical attribute, speaking-wise. He looks like Diggle and Lila's kid. I got to say, the casting director, somebody tweeted out, Ali TV Enthusiast 12 tweeted out, a great photo set picture of the actors and the children and the actors um, OTA and the actors who are playing their children. And just in terms of looks category and like blending genetics. So they look like they're, they could really be their kid. They've done a really good job. And I agree with that statement. And why am I excited about JJ Diggle? <laughs> why I'm so because excited. you are a glutton for punishment, Jen. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, like, love triangles, guys. I'm so excited. Listen, there's no way they cast somebody that hot and not do a love triangle with Mia, Connor, and JJ. Especially if they have Mia exploring her darkness. I mean, if they do a spinoff, right. they're 100% going to have her explore her darkness. And how is but that yeah. going to involve her relationship with JJ versus Connor? Etc. This might not be something we see play out in season eight. Season eight could just be oh, no. setting up the crossover, or right. not crossovers. I'm actually off. not expecting any love triangle goodies until if until and if we get a spinoff show. Yeah, but it's I want it because you know why? I can love them both. <laughs> I don't have to choose. Either way, she ends up Oliver's daughter ends up with a John Diggle son. Which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, we win I either realize way, I'm the only we? person who's excited about this, but I don't care. I like love triangles. I was like, oh, I hate love triangles. I don't actually. If they're done well, I don't actually mind them. My only when was wish... the last time one was done well, though? You know, um, there's circumstances <laughs> where. Here's why I'm excited, okay? When there is a love triangle, I have a clear no. I love this part of the triangle, and the other side of the triangle is my no TP. I hate it with the passion of a thousand suns. But this scenario, because I've often wished, I wish I could just love both equally because the show would be way more enjoyable. Like, I would just be able to enjoy when that character's with this person and enjoy the character when they're with this person. And it would just be very relaxing, and I, like, would not. It would just be great. I mean, So this could be that. It could it, happen. I could love both sides sounds, of the love triangle. It sounds like a nice idea, but you know Isn't once it? the reality is going to be, once you start watching, you're going to have a preference. Yeah. And over time, you are going to, that preference is going to grow yeah. and your disinterest in the other is going to grow until you get an OTP situation. I'm going to fight my preference. I'm sorry. Me, I mean, where am I going to happen? This, this is I mean, why I'm people hate triangles. <laughs> they make you hate somebody. No, I will, I will not hate JJ. Okay, I just can't. Sure. Or Connor. He's John Diggle's boy. You can't hate Connor can't. either? No, I love Connor already. <laughs> Connor is my son. <laughs> like, I love him so much. And he has such good chemistry with Mia. I'm like, I am going to be low-key pissed if they've already had sex. 
You know when she was like, hey, does it mean everything was, was, was it, what did she say? It was like everything, was everything not real or something like that? And he's like, no. And it's like, they're all like up against a wall and like sexy eyes at each other. I'm like, well, what, what was the everything? What did you do? I don't know. I need details. Me ain't coughing them up. So I'm going to be like, man, don't do the sex off screen. Don't do that to me. I'm They're here for a few do it. You know? Anyways, I'm excited. I'm the only person in the fandom who actually wants a love triangle, but you Literally. know what? I am Literally. who I am, and I'm not going to change. Literally the only person. Literally the only person. Someone was like, oh, I don't know if I would enjoy that. I'm like... I'm speaking it because they're like, oh, is that confirmed? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm speaking it into the universe. Like my triplets. <laughs> and we all see how that happened. <laughs> that didn't happen either, babe. Listen, I got a baby. Like you speak it into the universe and the universe like, we'll give you partially what you want. I say, thanks, universe. Appreciate you negotiating with me. Um, what else? <laughs> oh, so my friend Araceli, she's amazing. She was reporting for Just About Right. She did a kick-ass job. Uh, she got a really good spoiler for Mark, and he basically uh, confirmed that Oliver and Mia will be meeting at some point. He was like, it's basically a wasted opportunity if we don't do it. Well, yeah, and, and, and Steve said the same thing, and right. he's right. Steve's response was hysterical. <sighs> he's like, well, we're under, we're both under contract, so... <laughs> Like, thank you. But it's just like, <laughs> but I feel like you and I both have been saying this since last year. Of course, they're going to have Oliver. I mean, you don't have Mia children. saying at his gravesite, I wish I got a ch chance to know him. Well, even just like the minute you saw William in the pilot in the future, you're right. like, well, he's going to come across Oliver someday. And then you learn Mia. Ollie. You learn Mia's his daughter. You're like, well, she's going to meet him, too. You know, like you knew this right. stuff was going to happen. These are promises laid out in the storytelling. And if there's one thing that Arrow does very well, other than Elicity, it's paying off the promises that they set up in their storytelling. So well, and I think there might be some kind of an added, like, 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 oh, how do they squeeze that all in in two episodes? Here's the thing. We still have two different timelines happening on this show. We're having think... present day Oliver gallivanting through the universe with Diggle. And the monitor. And then we have the flash forward kids. So Oliver can show up at any point in time in the flash forward. It doesn't have to happen after crisis. Can I? Yeah. Can I give my, my ideal scenario? Well, like what me. I would love to see happen. Okay. I don't know if this is what will happen. But I'd love to. Well, not that Speak I'm going to see it happen. Speak it into the universe, Callie. <laughs> it may happen. I would like him to come across Mia and William in the run-up to crisis and or during crisis. And, of course, that's going to be... There's going to be a lot of focused on fighting and such. Not 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 a lot of time for sitting around visiting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it would be a good... Here's your emotional scenes. Right. And then after the, the crisis, then you can have the moments. You know? Right. Right. That's all I'm saying. So I'm excited for that. Excited for the Diggle and Oliver time. Um, very excited for JJ. And then Steve said that Arrow has a happy ending. Which, I mean, it already we does. We knew that. <laughs> yeah, we, we knew. This we is knew why that. I'm having, like, this is why I get confused if anyone's stressed out about going into Ape. Because we oh, already know. know how it ends. Oliver Me is too. in some middle plane zone. 
probably that looks a lot like Aruba with Felicity right now, and they're having all the sex. So Steve he doesn't die. that again at SDCC, by the way. Right. They stress that again. Uh, so he's not <laughs> dead. He doesn't die in crisis. I'm not saying he gets to come back to the earth and that he's not making some kind of sacrifice in crisis. It's just that sacrifice is not going to be his life. Death. Right. Yeah. And the sacrifice then, is the 20 years. Right. He sacrifices 20 years. Felicity, they didn't kill her. They're together. Everything's great. Um, yeah. So pretty much from that standpoint, I'm good. And Steven was like, yeah, no, it's going to be a happy ending. Don't worry about it. So everyone just like, if you're watching this season or even if you're not watching, you're just kind of keeping tabs. Just like, just don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. It's 10 episodes of like fluffy nonsense that we can be like, either this is going to be an interesting little tag on, or it can be the season that none of us speak of. Take this take moment of- to to let go of the stress of the season's past. Always worrying about what Oliver's going to do, what Arrow's going to do, what's going to happen. Let that worry go and let this be your opportunity to just go with it and enjoy the ride and not worry about how it's going to end up because we know it's going to end up fine. Well, I also liked Steve's comments because um, he said that you know, everyone's asking how Oliver is dealing with um, being away from Felicity and Mia. There was a lot of Oliver being away from Felicity and Mia, and it was really starting to bug the shit out of me that none of these reporters would tag on William. And Steven would often add it, and he'd like, and William. But, like, it's like it's like that Nobody kind of prejudice yeah. against adopted children bugs right? the shit out of me. And I'm like, no, 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 William's or, and William's not even adopted. He's his biological son. He's just, just not, not son Felicity's biological son. son. Yeah. Right. Anyway. But not like Felicity even cares about that. Right. It just irritates Ugh. me. So he basically said, you know, Oliver um, isn't going to be, he's not playing Oliver's morose. He's not sitting in a corner crying. It's not going to be, hello, darkness, my old friend with Oliver. He's, he's very much focused on getting the job done, which makes sense to me character-wise because, yeah, at this point now it's about, fighting and survival and the sooner he gets this freaking job done the sooner he can go home the question of whether or not Oliver believes he's going to live or die is that's kind of the x factor but I liked what Steven said is that he very much is holding on to what Felicity told him that no matter where he goes no matter what happens she will find him yeah it's it's who does he believe does he believe the monitor right or does he believe his wife And he's definitely believing Felicity. So I think, like, you just have to look at this. Imagine, like, he's going back to Lee and you, only this time the person who he actually gives a crap about and will remember for longer than five months. I thought of this while I was (laughs) yesterday or during the whole SDC thing. I thought, you know, this is a lovely parallel with Leanne Yu, except instead of five years, it's 20 years. And instead right. of Laurel, it's Felicity. I'm like low-key hoping we get a picture of Felicity in his pocket sometime. You know, even if he doesn't have a picture, he has her in his heart. I know, but I and want And he's physical, not ever going to forget her. stick he, he, he forgot <laughs> Laurel like five months in. You know, I know he was busy. Fucking picture for like seven years. Who so gives crazy. a shit about the picture? I know. I just don't. I just stupid. want a picture. I just uh, want no, him to occasionally. Dumb. Angel had one of Buffy. No, He'd sit in a dumb. corner, 
Let's <laughs> Pretend he's reading a book <laughs> and he's staring at a season three promo shot of Sarah Michelle Gellar. That's all I Oliver, Oliver doesn't need no picture. Did he just, need a like, picture on top of that iPhone? mountain when he got stabbed by Roz? Also, like, Did he need a picture? Is it like no. a thing like he, he had can't it in his call head. her ever? Like, what if he's in present day, like, oh, on our, our Earth? He can't, like, make a phone call? The monitor will, will jack him up if he does. I don't know. I just, like, I don't understand what's happening here. But okay, whatever. Here's the thing. Felicity knows what's going on. So at some point, she's talked to somebody who knows something. Because right. she doesn't think he's dead. So right. relax. It's fine. <laughs> I just like pictures, okay? It'd be super hilarious if he had, like, a promo shot of her that they yeah, never released. Here's the thing. If he has a picture, it's a little too on the nose. I it's don't like, care. On no, the no. nose it. Listen, Listen you can no, bash no. me over the head with it. I don't need your subtlety arrow. But no, it it looks like they're trying to be like Laurel and Oliver, I don't like need that's them to be like no, it. but no, that's this is fine. but this is what it looks like to me from where I'm sitting. Oh, if they well, want, if they if they push the picture thing, it looks like they're saying, "Oh, we want to attain that standard, that goal." And it's like, why is that a goal? Why is that a standard? He doesn't need to do the same thing for Felicity that he did for Laurel. That doesn't somehow give his relationship with Felicity legitimacy. I'm not you know? saying it does. He's, I just want I know, a picture. But, <laughs> I just, I don't it's think It's not that deep one. for me. I just like a photo of him to look at her every once in a while. He didn't like, take nice. one when he left the cabin, so I don't think he has one. He had one in prison. Yeah, Those but that was in prison. Scenes. Somebody brought him that picture. at the picture. I'm like, oh, that's nice. And like, he got really pissed off when. That was uh, your picture moment. That was the know, picture moment that you get. It. No, we're it's not going to keep doing it. It's okay, stupid. Let's move on. All right. We got to talk about Katie Cassidy. Oh God, do we have to? <laughs> I just, I just want everyone to realize what a disaster zone press would have been had she been allowed to remain the female lead <laughs> and carry the ship on her shoulders. It was not good. Um, yes, she's directing, and I was la- laughing because like I said, oh, I want to hear Jen spill all the salt on the directing. Listen, she made a comment <laughs> in her. Uh, interview that she sometimes has a hard time remembering what version of her character she's playing and she has to ask the writers and I would say to her that one is dead and one is alive so it's not that hard but Callie also brought up the fact that the chances of her playing multiple versions of herself this year are actually probably quite high because Steven admitted he'll be playing multiple versions of himself in all the multiverse so she might actually have some legitimate reasons for being confused this year, but I feel like she was talking in past tense. And then therefore I can make fun of her for it. So. I mean, go nuts. If that's a brings you, know, you joy. I don't know. Sorry. I'm petty. <laughs> uh, am I, I'm fine with her directing just because it means she won't be in the episode very much. You know, but that wasn't true for Diggle's episode where he directed. Listen, let me just keep. No, but it's just like realistic. Just be realistic. My little, just you know, here's realistic. the thing. I don't hate Black Siren. I actually really enjoy Black Siren. So if I'm getting Black Siren, or they give me variations of Black Siren, okay, I'll be fine. It's one episode, whatever. Um, hilariously, I really, really was excited about 
her new suit. And I was really, really excited about her hair with the mask. But I hate the hair without the mask. And I don't know why. <laughs> she puts on the mask. The short, bleach blonde hair works for me. Takes off the mask and is sitting in an entertainment an interviewee chair. And it's just, it's a train wreck. I don't know what to do with it. You know, I don't like the hair period, but. <laughs> okay. I feel like that should be my response. Like if I don't like it, like why do I like it with the mask? It's disturbing. I don't know. Maybe it was just the angle. It was a very flattering angle. She looked really good in that promo shot. I was like, damn, Katie. She looked good. And I'm really excited about this suit because there are no buckles. It makes sense. She can unzip, go to the bathroom, zip back up, and go fight crime. There were just logistical issues with the buckles. Why are there so many buckles? There are no you more like buckles. The buckles. It's actually very streamlined. Buckles. It kind of looks like what's her name's from Legends of the uh, Legends of the Fall, <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow. Wow. Uh, what was her name? <laughs> with the animal powers. I think. Who's with the animal powers on Legends? Uh, Whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, Diggle got a new suit, too. So that was good. I like his new suit. And I really like Steven's final suit. They'll all look good. Okay. So back to Laurel. uh, Or Katie. Because it's really actually Katie. So. (laughs) Um, There were some problems in the interviews. (laughs) But she made up herself so you guys have to understand my reaction to some of these things because I was babysitting um, my little nieces and there's three of them and they're all under the age of seven plus my daughter so I had four kids that I was keeping track of this weekend which is not usual for me I only have one kid so when that happens when you are in the storm of child rearing and crazy things Katie Cassidy says starts to make a lot of sense like, for example, she said that she came up with the word with calling Oliver Ollie, that it wasn't scripted, and she <laughs> called him Ollie during rehearsals, and they were like, oh, yeah, Katie, that's amazing. And, like, then they started putting it into the script, and she's like, Stephen, do you remember that? And Steve was like, sure. But it was very apparent from Steve's smile in retrospect that he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? So what I was, was like, my re- oh, what was I my hate, reply I hate- when I saw your post? I was like, right. like I, was, the I, was like oh. <laughs> I was like, I think that makes sense. I hate Ollie. I hate it when they call him Ollie. So of course she came up with that. And then you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? She, she did not come up with that. And then MJ bless MJ tweeted out the, the physical script pages, like eight pages before Laurel has any dialogue. Yeah. Thea calls him Ollie and Tommy calls him Ollie. And then of course there's the additional, He's known as Ollie in the comic books that have been around for what seventy five like, years. Yeah, it's been a it's been. It a was hot minute. just such a weird thing for her to claim credit for, but see, that's what she does. You let her off a leash, and she talks crazy. Well, I'm sure. Well, you're here's like, the thing, and this is why the comic <laughs> stands. This is why the comic stands loving her makes no sense because she knows nothing about the comics. Okay? Nothing. Emily knows more about the comics than she does. She knows Zip. Like, don't so, you feel like if... Oh, I'm sure she thought she was like the she was first one to, to come play, up with that. 
but like, know? she's trying to play it she off just... like she discovered this through like character research. She probably something. no. She just thought it sounded natural on her tongue. You know that's why. No, she thought know, it was. But it was like there's a pilot script written before they rehearse. Like for her and Steven to. I don't know. It was like. No, she said it was unscripted and she worked it in instead of calling him Oliver. She called oh, him that's Ollie. right. She, she specifically said it was unscripted. Yeah. And then she said it and then they're like, oh, that's great. And they started to add it in later to other scripts. I think. Yeah. Bullshit. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh. <laughs> it's weird that she would claim something that is so easily fact checked. This is why, like, all the comic stands always call him Ollie. It's not because Katie Cassidy called him that. It's because that's what he's called in the comics. Like, if you're a hardcore comic book fan and you love Katie Cassidy, like, you have to have the ability to call her on that bullshit. I mean, that's it's nonsense. Hot bullshit. But, like, that's if, what if she does. I actually liked her, like, I'd be like, oh, no, awkward. honey, no, please. <laughs> Stop. Like... <laughs> Don't do this. Like, to yourself. ask people, like, oh, what are you going to miss about the fans? And it's like, you know, Steve's like, I really appreciate them supporting the show. And J- David's like, yeah, you know, the fans have been really generous to us. And we, you know, we wouldn't be here without them. And then Katie's like, I'm just going to miss talking to them because so many have told, told me that I have helped inspire them. And like, my character just like was a bright light for them. <laughs> like she makes like it all literally, about her. Laurel was a bright light yes. for somebody. Wow. No, your she life didn't say had that. to be I'm really the whole bad. Quote up. But like she okay. says, like the way she, I wish I could find that. I'll Yikes. find the. I'll find no, the please don't. She She's like, <laughs> I don't want to. Where her, it. she very clearly said, "Is like I am an inspiration to people." I'm like, oh, sure that's not cool. That's not what you're gonna miss. <laughs> I'm going to miss people telling me I'm an inspiration to them. Like, yeah, no, that's what she's gonna miss. No, that's bad, yeah, Katie. That's that's not what you say. And then she was like randomly getting super emotional in interviews, like hilariously at random times. Like someone would ask them, like, "What did you take anything from set?" And Katie would just start crying. <laughs> like what? Even the interviewer once I was like, "Are you set? all right?" Like it was so <laughs> awkward. <laughs> Like, why are you crying, Katie, is basically what they asked her. And, like, David, God bless David. David's um, feelings about Katie Cassidy are not something he can hide. No. Ever. He has no poker face. So if you just keep your eye on David during these interviews. (laughs) I mean, that's always been true. There's a that is it's classic. It's How many really SDCCs have I just like watched David and Steve in their so eye many. and grins? You know, like so many. I think this time Steven and David actually started laughing at her. Like they tried to cover it up, but they were audibly as she's sharing all her teary feels. They are audibly laughing at her. It's a little. <laughs> there needs to be an E True Hollywood story. Okay, here. can I? <laughs> can I? What's going on? Can I mention a petty thing and then I'll stop stop because I don't really like getting petty, but I have to I'm say the petty, petty thing. Since when do we don't like getting petty? I don't like That's well, like I just don't like bagging on other women that much. But um so Well she I will say <laughs> she does and that's where i will mention it but like okay i'm thinking back to all season four when laurel died and all her fans were screaming no laurel no arrow and katie cassidy was liking those tweets 
And that's why everybody's always so right. outraged. She wanted the show to be canceled, you know. She didn't. I right. don't think she wanted the show to be canceled. I think she liked people that were missing her that much enough to say no Laurel, no Arrow. Right. I think that's what she was liking. But um, probably true. it's a little tasteless. Probably shouldn't. But anyway, she did. And no Laurel, no Arrow. Never a peep from Stephen, from Mark, from anybody. Okay. No Laurel, no Arrow. They didn't care. This year, Emily leaves, and all we hear from Stephen <laughs> ever since she's and gone Mark. is no Felicity, no Arrow. Well, it's hilarious because people are like, hey, Mark, just... how's it going writing the show without Emily? And he's like, not good, not good. But it's just like, I mean, you honestly, actually you guys, have if you did a... not see. If you go did ahead. not see Steve, anything of Steve all weekend for SDCC, go visit my blog and look at Sad Panda Steve. <laughs> like, there is a photo from him from the TV line. <laughs> the man just, like, he's being tortured to death. Is it's that the one where he's funny. looking at his hands? Uh, there's a picture no. where he's looking at his hands. And, like, that was when they said, are you guys having fun? And he's just like clearly not yeah no not at all uh no uh, the one i'm talking about is the one i believe it's the the tv line photo there's almost looks like tears in his eyes oh (laughs) it's like he's trying to look happy but he's he's in pain there's physical pain (laughs) that's the point where i said he someone needs to give him a cardboard cutout of emily because it's like no. Um, okay, so no, I'm I'm not upset that uh, if Laurel, uh, Katie, see, I get them intermixed. They're the same person. Um, is gonna direct. It's fine. Whatever. Have at it. Uh, but the overall ridiculousness. You have in to her watch the episode. Was, was, was crazy. <laughs> well, I, you know, again, a lot of people are like, "Oh, poor Jen. We're so sorry." You, l- listen, you guys, I'm choosing this. I can very easily not watch. You're gonna watch. I'm choosing to watch, suffer. and I'm very happy with my decision. I'm good. I'm fine. <laughs> that like, episode alone, like, oh. you're going to suffer. She's going to direct huh? it, Jen. That episode alone, you're going to suffer. She's directing it. She doesn't even read the script. It's, it's going to be I'm mildly scared. entertaining just to see, like, what <sighs> the camera angles are happening. You know, like, how sometimes you can tell it's BAM directing? Yeah. Like, I could tell there were some moments where it was like, ooh, David's trying a new shot. So it'll be interesting to see, like, what her lens style is. But, yeah, I honestly, I don't care enough about her to get, like, super worked up about her directing. It's fine. Whatever. Have at it. I hope this helps her land future employment because it... Nothing not has so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't. But, actually, one comment that Steven made that was super important and I think... Um, basically confirmed a lot of people's suspicions was that Colin Donnell is coming back and he's getting to play the Tommy that they've always wanted him to play. So this leads to immediately thinking Tommy Colin's coming back to play Tommy as the dark archer. Colin was very clear when he was killed off of arrow. He was shocked shocked that he was killed off Arrow because he had signed a five-year contract. He was there for the long haul. And the Dark Archer storyline is pretty big in terms of Tommy Merlin. Am I correct on this, Kelly? Sure. You don't really know. <laughs> um, so I probably knew at one thing- point, but... <laughs> 
the I thinking suppose. has been that at some point they wanted to kill off Laurel in season one, and that would be the impetus for Tommy going. See, I never all thought evil. that. I thought you they didn't think were that? going to. No, I thought the the original plan was to have Laurel eventually get together with Oliver, sort of like in season three, like Oliver got together with Felicity in season three, and that is when he was going to turn evil. That's what I thought. Oh, well, I think other people thought. I don't think the plan was ever to kill Laurel in season one. Well, then I was like really excited when I was texting you and I was like, hey, we should talk about this. And Well, I don't know. I didn't. I thought that's no. where I got it from. That's what they thought. No. That the, okay, I've always that thought the that they were. Um, some people think that. Okay. So some people who are not Callie, apparently. I feel like I got this from her, but never mind. Um, no. I never thought, thought they were kill, kill, and that, kill you know, Laurel she, in season one. That's our wish, but not, not what I thought they were going to do. Well, yeah. So the thinking was that they killed Tommy instead because Katie's contract or whatever. I think they they killed Tommy instead. Kill Katie. I think that no. I think they were killing Colin because they were doing the swerve. They were they were shifting away from the Laurel romance to Felicity, and Tommy was the casualty of that. That makes more sense to me. Okay, cool. It's Um, always been my line. Was good. I really liked the promo. Did you see the promo? You were kind of in and out. Uh, No, I didn't. I went to go it see Lion King. I liked it. It was really very, <laughs> it was very retrospective. There wasn't a lot of new footage. Not that I really care about the new footage, but um, all that much. But um, I mean, retrospective. I love the part where they stuff, had. So. They did. A, it was. It was cool the way they cut it together. They say the part where uh, Robert Queen says, "You can survive this. Make it home." And then they cut to Oliver meeting Felicity Smoke for the first time. Bless. I know it was really like I had a moment. Um, but yes, no one needs to feel bad for me. I'm good. There's stuff that I'm looking forward to in season eight. Am I going to enjoy it as much as previous seasons? No, but even a bad episode of Arrow is still more enjoyable to me than half the crap I watch. So I'm fine. I'm going to finish it out. I'm very secure. (laughs) Huh? What are you watching? Oh my Uh, God. (laughs) Sorry. See, Callie can't let me be okay with this. She has to. <laughs> it's like I have to be in misery. I'm not. I'm no, good. I feel bad. I do. I feel terrible. I feel just awful. Feel bad for what? <laughs> that you have to watch it. It's just awful. I thought. Such a sacrifice. I thought. <laughs> There's no gun to my head. No one's forcing me to watch this. I'm choosing of my own free will. You just can't fathom a world in which I'm like, oh, that interests me if it doesn't include no, Felicity. Because that's all fine. you care about with Arrow. I, which is fine. I, but with me, I liked other stuff before Felicity spoke. And it sounds like I like, incorporate I like a little bit you. of that. Okay. I like teasing you. Laurel's going like, to direct an episode. Like, just, and I have to tease you about I mean, <laughs> Listen, everyone just needs to let it's me. Funny. It's like remember when Stefan was gonna die and I wasn't like accepting it. Okay, so like just let me think. There's not gonna be a lot of like multiple crazy laurels. Is all I'm trying. It's to gonna avoid. be multiple crazy laurels. I just don't want there to be like eight of them in that episode. Likely can one just, trying to like, get into Oliver's pants. Could we just at do one, one point or another? Maybe right. during the episode that Katie is directing. I could see her directing. <laughs> <laughs> like 
David, maybe David is. See, it all depends. Wait, she's directing three, isn't she? I have no idea. Steven, can I? Can we? Can I ask a question? Why was it a big secret? I don't know because they don't want to chase people away from watching. Like when David was directing, it was a big. It's a big news. It was, and he's directing another this season. So right, but with Katie, it was like, oh, we can't say anything about that. I'm like, why? It was weird. It's a secret. (laughs) Okay, okay, arrow people. I don't Um, think Steve wants anybody to watch this season. I I don't know. I don't know. I'm so he was so funny announcing that. Like, that that was the best part of that secret? interview. I just could not understand. Oh. Other than like they, they do think that people will watch or something. I don't know. I was like, why is this a thing? <laughs> Whatever. Um, yeah. Okay. So I like to promo. Oh, so we need to talk. Well, we'll finish. Let's do some questions and then we can kind of segue into the Veronica Mars stuff. So, mm. um. So, people were asking, how do we think the Oliver and Mia meeting will go? I already said my guess. Whoops. Yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to sign off on Cal. Like, that sounds good. Guys, I'm I... so bad at this. Like, people, like, will ask me, oh, wh- how do you think this will go? And what did this look like? I'm like, I'm You're terrible like, at this. <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm like, what it will was go it? Well. I was... it will, they will be happy and there will be tears. I have absolutely no idea. I was thinking of this moment because, like, obviously she's going to recognize him, but he might not recognize her. That's quite true. Quite at first. And, like, if they meet. If they meet in a battle type situation, he could be barking orders as Oliver in battle situations is wont to do. And like, you know, barking at her to do something. And she like looks over and notices who it is and is like, Dad? And he's just like, What the fuck? <laughs> I, think I mean, that that's a great. little like Jamie and uh, what's her name? I know, I but that was a good episode and that was, that a, was good a good meeting. Good. So they should meeting. do that. that fun. <laughs> I mean, we're basically peeing. doing Outlander anyway. So he has peeing. I mean, oh, yeah. God, uh, by the way, guys, if you don't know great. that Arrow's doing Outlander, They're doing allow Outlander. us to inform you. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing Outlander. They're doing Outlander. Yeah. Uh, which we'll get into my gratefulness for that in a little bit. But um, okay. Why weren't the OTA kids uh, filming? So, uh, Kat <laughs> McMara said that she was working, and I don't know where um, they were too. Joseph and um, they were all filming flash forwards on Friday night. Now, here's the thing: this has happened before. In 2014, uh, Katie, Katie, and Emily all had to film Friday night, and yes. that year the Arrow panel was on Friday night, and so they missed the Arrow panel. And they also missed the press room and the DC signing booth the next morning. But they flew to San Diego and were there for the afternoon press and the big super DC TV super panel that night. Now, Bamford did this. Oh, because I remember 2014 SDCC like it was yesterday. Anyhow, <laughs> Bamford did that. He directed the Flash Forward Kids all night. And then he flew to San Diego Saturday morning and met up with them in the afternoon. Um, now, the kids could have done that, but they didn't. The question is, why didn't they go? 
And a lot of people are trying to come up with like these nefarious situations, like they just didn't want them to steal thunder or whatever. It's like, well, I think that's true, but not as nefariously as you would think. Like, this is Arrow's last SDCC. This is Stephen Amell's last SDCC as Oliver Queen, as the lead of Arrow. And they wanted the focus probably to be from all the press to be on that. If the kids were there, they'd be asking them all kinds of questions about a possible spinoff. Which, as you pointed out to me last year, Jen, talking about the spinoff before the show is even done is kind of in poor taste. You know? Dicky. And I think if they think there's going to be a a spinoff, that they probably think... They probably think... The kids will get their chance next summer when they get to go for their own show and then they get to be the spotlight and we don't have to worry about stepping on anyone else's shirt tails. Yes, it would have been more fun with them there just because Rick, Juliana and Katie were, <laughs> were not great accompaniments to Stephen and David. But I right. think it was it was partially out of respect and I think it was... You know, they're just like, you know, you'll have your time. We're going to do, well, we're going to send off Arrow now. Anywhere... Yeah, I mean, they just got those kids signed to yes. um, series regulars for Arrow. I don't think that they're anywhere near the point of, no. you know, Cat being able to answer, is there going to be a spinoff? Correct. So and then we're going to get... Like, it's the same kind of deal of everyone asking Steve, you know, is Emily going to come back? Well, we're nowhere near close to that being even... Yeah, and can you imagine Steve's last SDCC and all he hears is, is Emily coming back and are the kids getting a a spinoff? Like, he's like, what about... I mean, that's pretty much what it was for the most part. But I mean, it would have been worse if the kids Yeah, but minus the kids. And I got... Can I just be honest? Kat McNamara is really good at this. Like, she's really good at being at SDCC. She's really good at marketing and promoting... So, quite frankly, you put her next to Sad Panda Steve, it's not going to look so great. So, and here's the thing: I saw Steve take his victory lap, and there was a lot of people that were were, you know, again predicting foul play for why the kids were scheduled to film Friday night. And like I said, they did it before in 2014. Scheduled to film Friday night. Don't well, you remember yeah. Foundry Fridays with that's what Emily and David yeah. and Steven and said like that I said, like it happened. It, it happened again. It happened before with Emily, Katie, and Katie. And except right. that time, they didn't give us any warning. We didn't find out till Friday at SDCC, and they weren't there for the panel. Right. And I was so mad. I wrote a one shot where Felicity died because I was so pissed that she wasn't going to be there Whoa. for the panel. I know. Whoa. I was very upset. And it was a good thing that the promo they showed us during that panel was so damn good because that yeah. helped me forget my anger a little bit. But um, no, I was I was very upset. We did not get the advance warning. Cat this time told us several days ahead of time. I'm like, wow, that's great. Well, that's you guys saying. had She's warning. Really good at this. <laughs> yeah. She's so, really good at this. She's really, I think the level of participation just we get from the actors uh, on Arrow versus what we could get if, let's say, they have a spinoff. I think it's going to be pretty different. I, yeah, I just it's going to be a lot different. different. Kind of but there was there was no 
nefarious thing on them scheduling yeah no they no i think if they had finished filming they would have brought the kids with exactly just have had to have fielded you know when is emily coming back and when is the spinoff happening (laughs) right exactly they would have come with bam but and they but they didn't so it's there's no, but they no didn't, big Bam is filming. So there was no yeah. conspiracy. I, there's I no really was hard not, I'm extremely. No. Ho- yeah. I think people are a little bummed out too, just because. Well, number one, the interviews are just so freaking lame, and number two, um, we're just very hungry to get to know these actors more and to have yeah, more yeah. interaction. We want more time with them. Quote. Yeah. Yeah, so I think people are nervous. If we don't get the spinoff, then this was our only real opportunity to kind of engage. I had that thought. Capacity. I'm like, there better be Which, a, a spinoff. <laughs> right. I need Which to see them I agree with time. everyone. If that's true, if there's no spinoff, that fucking sucks. But right, I agree. That's how it how it works. So I think. To me, genuinely, if you're going to ask me what I'm most interested in in season eight, it's the flash forwards. Oh, because that's By where far. the most opportunity for there's the most growth. story. Yeah, the more I think more, they, you know, they and the, I think Mark yeah. kind of talked about it. Like they really didn't explore, you know, the uh, the training wheels of OTA. Like when we returned in season two, OTA was a pretty fluid team. So like now it's the new generation is kind of floundering and making mistakes as they try to get this team up and running. So I think that's kind of I cool liked they, I liked the insinuation that, that because they're younger and possibly more immature that their problems are going to be more pronounced and perhaps different than the ones that Oliver and Dig and Felicity I had. agree with that completely cuz Oliver I think was that's going to be great. In his 30s Diggles in his late 30s early 40s and felicity was you know she was the baby but it's felicity so she was more mature than both of them put together (laughs) (laughs) true um yeah no i i i think that's going to be an interesting dynamic and i'll be interested to hear what happens with that and like i keep saying i'm going to be really surprised if any announcements for a spinoff get made before arrow goes off air I think yeah, the focus I think right now true. is crisis. Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. I think you're yeah, right. You think I think you're true? right. Oh. Okay. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think the focus is crisis, and Berlanti's going to be really pushing mm-hmm. that. And anything, and then it's going to be all about Arrow ending, and then anything after that. Yes. After crisis is done, think- the the remaining time between when crisis ends and when Arrow ends is going to be all about Arrow ending. And then as soon as Arrow ends, yes. then all bets are off. You know, could hear about it because right. that's about the time that they'd be filming the pilot is right is in, right. in early well, spring. And if you're hoping that this is going to pop up immediately after Arrow. No, they're going to take the six months. They have to film the pilot. Oh yeah, no, it's it's not going to be like on Tuesday next week. You know, it's going to be no, in guys, the fall. This, this the fall early, 2020. The soonest this spinoff <laughs> would get on air is fall 2020. Correct. And their first SDCC will be 2020 that summer. To that launch summer, it. right? Yeah, like I think the soonest we would find out is May pickups. Uh, or, sorry, I May think we months. could find out any time after Arrow's final maybe episode. Mar- maybe March. Maybe March. Maybe I'm gonna May, say any time after that last episode, anywhere from that night well, yeah. to just, the I'm next like day to, to like, May. Anytime. I'm just trying to like think there. back to when I've seen other spinoffs. Well, shows. okay. Here's where I, I think don't know that if it was they'll. As late as May. 
No, I. He, well, yeah, I, I mean, they just, they, there's been a lot of stuff about this final season that I'm like, okay, well, we're not doing things the way we usually do them on the CW. <laughs> so who knows? Um, I think we'll hear about it sooner okay, simply okay. because they'll be filming it sooner. If you recall when they were filming the Flash pilot, when they were filming Batwoman last year, you knew well, like while they were filming the pilot, which usually happens around March, April. So you're gonna know by yeah, then. That's why I was saying like Marchish. I think I think it could be I, February. We'll get the announcement, and then after that, all the casting really and blotty blotty. We're starting to sound like my in-laws. Announcements. Where we spend the next three hundred minutes talking about when the last time we went to go look at <laughs> leaves was. I'm not kidding. You. I, I, do. I just think it's going to be any time after, and it depends on when that last day. Like I've I saw somebody asked us. When we know, thought when the Arrow finale the was going to be. And I, I think know. January is I'm probably I'm bad. Trisha likely. knows. My friend Trisha, who's the master of all Arrow calendars. <laughs> I think it's probably going to be January. I think January. I think we'll come back. I think there's going to be... Because it's all... All the crisis episodes have to air. And that's not all happening in 2019. Like, is it, but the, my big question would be, is episode nine going to air in December like it usually does? Or are they going to cram it into January and then... That's my only question. But I don't really care. I don't care. Like, I don't really care care because it's going to happen when it happens and then it'll happen and then I'll be done. And then finally. (laughs) And yeah, I mean, there's been some questions. I saw some questions like, what do we think will be like the new, what are we covering in the final two episodes? Listen, if Mark and Beth think they need two episodes to wrap up Arrow, then they need two episodes to wrap up Arrow. That's kind of where I'm at. Like, I, you know. What, I'm what not worried ends. that they'll have something to put in those episodes. I'm sure they right. have it's an like, idea. It's like, oh, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> it's like, trust me, they got it covered. There's going to be know. plenty. You know, it's kind of like, well, it's like almost like asking, like, you know, what's the season five finale going to be about? And we haven't seen the five premiere. Well, we got to like watch the season before we know what issues are going to be. But um, well, yeah. And it's just like, the, I'm very happy that there's two episodes afterwards. Fine. Like, I'm oh, very sure. happy about that. I, mm-hmm. You know, cause especially since we're spending the majority of this freaking season leading up to this crisis bullshit i'm like you know a good two full episodes where it feels like we're really focusing on just arrow. nobody wanted nice. arrow okay to end on the crossover that would have been lame so having two episodes yeah good. i yeah I, I really was never worried about that though it just mm. that seemed ridiculous to me, me it just doesn't make because that's just so yeah that's just so cartoon villainy There's like just way who, too much. why why would that even happen getting mashed together <laughs> it's a clusterfuck they have no time <laughs> Like, literally no time yeah. to do anything other than, like, fight each other or something. <laughs> I still don't really know how they're going to pull so all this stupid. up. But I don't good know. Luck, good, good luck. Good luck. Yeah, the vibe was different. We kind of talked about that. I just don't feel like the cast was – everyone's ready to be done. That was kind of my attitude. They're here because yeah. they're contractually obligated, and they're not having as much fun as they used to. But can I be honest? I like Once they started, like – getting a grip on themselves remembering cameras were on them they need to answer questions I did appreciate that they answered the questions I think sometimes in like previous seasons there's been a little bit too much uh, goofing around and (laughs) not actually I know people like the goofing it bugged me sometimes I realize I'm the minority and probably nobody else agrees but like the goofing I like the goofing but the goofing could get to a point where they were not answering any questions and that but they couldn't answer the questions and so the goofing no, was there, a way not to not like, answer without answer. there being... was just certain times where i was like okay could we like zip it up get a grip 
answer the question and then I can move on with my day. Um, so I did appreciate that once they kind of like the less, it wasn't as much fun to watch. I think their answers, they don't have a lot of great, like it seems to me Renee and Dinah are just on their completely separate show. <laughs> They're like talking about my political aspirations and I'm going to be at the police station I again. I love it's like, Rick. Really? I love Rick. You guys so good guy. It? He's a sweet guy. He but is like, a sweet guy. Nobody cares. Nobody about cares. Renee. Nobody Not cares. a single goddamn I feel so soul. Because, like, cares. nobody would answer, and Rick's like, okay, well, you know, Renee, like, he always, like, he's like, nobody's going to answer. I'll talk about Renee. It's like, yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> but at least there was, it felt a little bit more orderly. Less fun, but orderly. So take your pick. I don't um, like, I see. like orderly, but I, I like the fun better. Like, if they couldn't answer a certain question, like, if the reporter was asking something that they've been told, you can't answer that. And they were like, instead of saying, we can't answer that, to be goofy instead, that's more fun to watch. As me, as somebody sitting at home on my butt, you know, refreshing Twitter, that's more entertaining to me than... I think there's some circumstances where that answer. is probably what was happening, but there were other circumstances where they were getting asked questions they could answer, and they were just kind of... Well, by the end of the day, the, the poor people who had to interview them like, at the end of the day, like post panel interviews and stuff. Oh, my God, those poor people, because they were punch drunk. They were just so exhausted and tired and over it that they weren't going to get serious for nobody's business. Yeah, I thought last year I was sensing <laughs> a little bit more over it in terms of like, we're just not going to really take any of the questions seriously. So... I think that yeah. from that standpoint, I was just kind of like, eh, whatever. If and I gonna, didn't really see. I'll just read the article later. I, I just kind of stopped it. watching live interviews. I was like, the, the interview will type up whatever they were able to get out of moment. <laughs> whatever they meant to say, this is, the, or, yeah. Yeah, like I need an interpreter. put together <laughs> as we're like, as like, I don't know. We're tongue kissing each other. <laughs> like in between <laughs> questions. Um, <sighs> all right uh i think that was all the questions we need to talk about veronica mars if you are Which a veronica is mars not a fan show i have even not watched, watched so the new season on hulu turn off your radio right now we are going to spoil absolutely everything major 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 spoilers but major spoilers chances you are if you've been online seconds. you've already heard about it because everybody's in an uproar all fandoms are upset. Yeah, I think it's nice when <laughs> like, one fandom gets the fucking shaft. It's nice if other fandoms are like, you know, extend a hand of peace and build a solidarity. bridge. Solidarity. Hey, y'all, you got yeah. shafted because that's what happened to the Veronica Mars fandom. I think we need to talk about a little bit of the Veronica Mars history because this is important. So yeah, Veronica you need Mars to tell on... me because I know very little. I don't. Okay. I never watched. So. Callie doesn't even know. All right. So I weirdly know about Veronica Mars. Because it was on around the same time as Buffy, I did not watch it. Everyone has always like, Jen, you should watch Veronica Mars. I just, it was not. I, I had a friend my... send me the first season on DVD for Christmas one year, and I never watched it. So I was like, nah. <laughs> It's like, yeah, it was. No. I just, I just, yeah. I don't know what my problem was with it. I might have had a weird, it's trying to be Buffy. Because I was like super hyper, like Buffy is everything as a teenager and very exclusionary in that term. <laughs> I've broadened my horizons a little bit now. Um, so when the show ended, it was canceled. It was not 
based on the creator and Kristen Bell being like, hey, we've done 2,200 episodes. Let's be done. No, they got canceled. Um, I can't remember what season they got canceled, but when they got canceled, they Three. were not expecting it. And See, I knew, I knew when it was it when it was i had never watched the show it was three yeah okay so season three okay so when it got canceled the big relationship on there was uh logan and veronica and now the logan veronica love story is a little bit similar to the oliver and felicity love story in that they had another love interest for Kristen bell on the show and logan started out as just basically your douche bro frat guy who makes he was supposed to be a villain or something yeah, he Somebody was supposed to be a villain. Like, yeah, he was a villain in the beginning. Um, but he and Kristen had, Jason Dorian and Kristen uh, Bell had such great chemistry that they just started writing towards it. And they ended up shipping the other guy off to the employment line. And Jason Dorian became the male lead of the show. And they were the big romantic ship. And they were very, very popular. So they get canceled, and when they got canceled, uh, Logan and Veronica were on a serious off phase, and they ended on, I believe, a cliffhanger, which sucks if you're a fan. Sucks oh, when shows nobody wants on to end on a cliffhanger. Like, yeah, yeah. There's like everyone has been there. It blows. It's not fun. So we go how many years? A decade? Twenty years? I don't know. Um, the fans actually began a Kickstarter campaign, I think. I don't know if it was the creator or the fans who started it, but what matters is the fans paid to have the Veronica Mars movie made. So not only did they they hand over money to have the Veronica Mars movie made, but then they paid to watch the Veronica Mars movie. So you're handed, it's like, oh, well, all fans pay for movies. Yeah, I don't pay for Mission Impossible 4 to get made, though. Like, that's not coming, that's not coming on my bank account. So the fact that these fans put that much love and effort into getting this show back up and running. And I mean, they made a, and it had been years. It It had been been years. It had been a long time and they got a movie out of it and it was a good movie. Like what? And it ended very happily. Uh, Logan and Veronica got back together and Logan is like, instead of, you know, he's not a douchebag anymore. He's a Navy sailor. Can't remember Anyway, he's in a uniform. I think he's he's in the Navy. So, but there was, I've been reading, there was some backlash that it was a little, a little too fan, um, just like, the, it was like the creator was just a little bit too, what's the word that I hate? Why am I blanking on this? Fan service. There was too much fan service oh, yeah. in it, which is fucking bullshit. It is so, bullshit. Uh, the... <laughs> You know, there's this attitude that, you know, Veronica Mars had to stay noir and dark and twisty and whatever. Um, so they made a season four, which is only eight episodes, and they dropped it on SDCC. And Kristen Bell was like, oh, it's my birthday. I want Veronica Mars to, you know, drop today, a whole week early. And they were like, well, oh, everybody's you know. distracted by SDCC. <laughs> right. So they're like, they're like, oh, look at that. Hulu, listen to Kristen. And it's available a whole week early. The audience went crazy at SDCC. And I already, Kelly was like, that's weird. I was like, why is that weird? Like, it's weird. I was like, yeah, I guess. Because everybody's so, distracted. All the news is about all really this trailer and There were some really committed Veronica Mars fans. I am giving you all the credit who binged that motherfucker. Either they binged it I think it some all people just hours. watched the last episode. I think they yeah. watched the last episode because <laughs> they were worried about the title. 
and because the title is like um, epic bloodshed. It's like the very famous Logan and Veronica quote, and it just sounded Lives ruined dire. bloodshed. Lives ruined. Like, uh... I don't know why I can't ever say that freaking quote correctly, but I can't. So, spoiler alert. Logan Here's and Veronica. Continent's bloodshed. That's, that was the title. Here's Continent's episode. bloodshed. Thank you. Logan and Veronica get married. The man isn't even out of his fucking suit. Or she's not out of her dress. They blow him up in a car. Blow him up. Right there in front of her. Right there in front of her. I'm not kidding. They go from the courthouse to a hotel room. He runs outside to get something, I think. I kind of Her apartment, I think they went to. I was like, when I heard, I saw a little blip on Twitter about a fan, understandably, being completely devastated. I was like, oh, that's bullshit. That's not true. Like, I really couldn't believe they did it. So I flipped on the episode on Hulu. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, they blew him up. I, and I, then I, they Callie flash that, immediately to one year later. One year later. Like, right. so you don't even get like, the, like, oh, maybe oh. he's gone. You know, maybe he got away somehow. Yeah, well, because no. the, they blow later, him up off dead. screen, which is always, <laughs> oh, they could bring him back. And I still am a little bit, no, take it back. So I said to Callie, oh, it's off screen. They could, they could bring him back but what was concerning was the one year later the show flash forward goes back to the whole season is in past tense veronica is narrating in past tense and then you catch up to the present which is one year later after um logan's death so that was a worry i was like well what possible reason could he have for like pretending to be dead for a year i was like that's not cool and then you got to just start listening to the creator the creator of the show said nope he's really dead yeah. And he took every hope that any fan had that it would be taken back in season five. No, he's dead. He's gone. Bye. Nope, he's really dead. They told Jason Doring he's off the show. I'm, yeah. Jason Doring, I really got to give that guy a lot of credit. Class act because he's been trying to sell it as this is a good decision. But listen, I, lo- I don't know Jason <laughs> Doring from the whole wall, but I do know his IMDb has been pretty fucking slow since Veronica Mars. Um, went off the air and this show was his meal ticket and they just killed him after he essentially was the reason why fans wanted the freaking movie in the first place. Like he had a lot to do with Veronica Mars getting back up on its feet in this happening, mm-hmm. in my opinion. You know what I mean? You know what? It, it, um, it all smacked of Rob Thomas. That's the showrunner using the shippers to get this Kickstarter, to get Veronica Mars back up so that Hulu would take a look and be like, oh, sure, yeah, we'll let you do more seasons of your show, sure. And using them and then stabbing them in the heart. This is why I tweeted. I literally tweeted. (laughs) And (laughs) I said, using shippers to get your show revived only to turn around, stab them in the heart, and then insult them in interviews is, well, it's a choice. And apparently yeah, there's some, some there's some really disturbing statements coming from Rob Thomas. Um, oh, basically, the way he explained it to Jason Doring was we're going to shed the teenage drama aspect of the show. And Which he's, is shipping. he made other statements. And essentially, his thinking is in order for Veronica Mars to have this noir, um, you know, plucky uh you know gets up off her feet after getting knocked down to be a strong Uh, woman to to be be a a strong strong woman woman means that her husband has to be dead 
She can't and that be in a love relationship. Itself is weakness. Yes, and it's, it's teenage weak. drama. I'm and like, it's boring what? when couples get together. He that's another thing. It's he said. Boring. It's boring. Yeah, he said that, you know, the show's basically over when couples get together. This is and it's the like, worst kind of creative thinking in Hollywood the these days. The, the worst. worst. This is very old thinking. At least it should be, because this all stems for the from the moonlighting curse. They all mm-hmm. live in fear of this moonlighting curse, which was on a show that was on air like bullshit. thirty years ago. And the reason why the moonlighting curse happened, it wasn't because the two, because the characters got together. It's because the two actors hated each other and didn't want to do the show anymore. That's the real truth behind the moonlighting curse. And the writers didn't Uh, know how to write it. Right. Literally. They didn't know how to to write it it. if those two weren't screaming at each other. Um, That is not the case. We can come up with countless examples of couples who stop doing will they, won't they. They end up together in a committed relationship, probably married, and the show continues. And lo and behold, the show is still dramatic. There's still bad things that happen. The couple has to deal with things. Because, you know, that's life. Um, So this concept that in order for Veronica Mars to be a strong woman and overcoming adversary means that she can never have love in her life and never have anything never have a stable relationship I think is really pretty gross thinking it's very Joss Whedon it thinking, is which I said him, well it comes Joss Whedon off and Rob Thomas should like get married because they're perfect for each other it comes off as misogynistic because what you're saying is is the things that are important to my female our female fans are not what's actually important but we, the the clever men who are telling this story, we know it's a good story. So you just sit down and buckle up, little ladies, and, and, and we'll show you. It's It'll be fine. We know better than his you do. Term, his term was very patronizing. His tone was very patronizing in all of the very. interviews. If I was, listen, I've never watched, I've watched the Logan Veronica scenes a couple times here and there, but I don't know anything about the show, and neither does Callie. So... I can't tell you if season four is good, bad. I'm seeing bad reviews. Come I've out heard. From it. I've Anyways. heard everybody say it was good until the end. Yeah, so. like it, the ending really undermines the season, which that yeah. ain't good. Um, no, <laughs> but yeah, they really felt like in order for the show to survive, in order for them to keep making this series, Logan had to die. That Veronica could bullshit. not be Veronica could not be in a relationship with Logan and continue the series which i just it's like, such bullshit really? it's such bullshit nonsense. and i think <laughs> it's, it's an extra such nonsense i think it's an extra fuck you to the fans particularly since i mean they literally pulled out their cold hard cash to give rob thomas a second shot at the series um and are a big part of the reason why there was rejuvenation in veronica Marar's years and years later and i think that this is really disrespectful it just shows also it shows a lack of of 
imagination, which for a writer is yeah. like damning. He literally, here's a, a direct quote from an interview. He said, I know this seems crazy or harsh, but Veronica is at her best when she's an underdog. And I don't know that there's much to root for if she's now got a perfect relationship. I need to keep her fighting and I need to keep her a little bit uncomfortable in order to have a show. There's nothing funny or interesting about perfection. Listen, honey, people's lives aren't just one thing. Their relationship. A woman's that's relationship. Her relationship. Yeah. Like all of a sudden wow. she gets married and that's all she can be is that relationship. She can be in a relationship like, and have other aspects of her life. Look at Elicity. Her entire Look life at Jamie and Claire. And she Look can at be married while it's happening. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's Look the at thing the that mummy. happens to people. Look at the hey, mummy Callie, part too. Did you too. know that when we married our husbands, our life was perfect and nothing ever bad happens to well, us? Well, and ever, then ever, everything. Ever. And that our lives are essentially over at that point because there's nothing more interesting right. about us. Well, we married um, someone and changed our last name, so therefore we cease to exist. Literally, think about oh The Mummy 2, the second Mummy movie. Rick and Evie are together and married and have a child. Was it, and they're arguably a perfect relationship, but was The Mummy 2 interesting? Hell fucking, yeah, it was. You know, like there are yeah, stories to tell. After marriage, there are stories to tell yes. if you have an imagination. And this guy is married. And for him to say this is yeah, just I think it, I think it really says I didn't have any other ideas after I got. That's you have really no imagination. I think yeah. he's trying to sell this as he's this great creative thinker. And he's really he's the bannerman for, you know, um, and cheerleader of strong female characters. But really what he's saying is, I ran out of ideas for Logan and Veronica once I got them married. So I killed them. Yeah. I have no imagination. Like, and I can't writing think. yourself. Just own it. Yeah. Own your I lack can't of think imagination. beyond what all these other shows have done for a hundred, you know, decades. Every other I mean, show has ever done. there's examples of television shows who have characters who have gotten married and stayed and married still and still had drama in their lives. It's that's yeah. not it's not that hard. In fact, I think a lot of times it actually opens up the path to new stories because you've done the stories where there will they won't they. You've done the stories, you know, we've done the stories where Veronica was single. Haven't we done those? Weren't that wasn't that season 1 and season 2? I'm kind of just, you know, like tossing out ideas characters here. should get to evolve not stay wasn't in a state a of stasis too? like wasn't yes, she, she was. dealing with yes. rape trauma so like I now read that. we're saying that you know that's not an issue anymore because she's all whole and healed because she married logan so therefore haha bye bye rape like this won't what have to ever fuck? deal with that again you know it's like we don't ah, have to deal with that again ah, because she got married ah, wow ah, wow ah, wow ah, Wow. No, listen, if it you want to see... It ain't good, kids. It ain't good. And I don't, listen, I don't even know the if potential. that's true. Maybe they're still dealing with no. the rape trauma on the show in some respect. I have no idea. I'm just saying if you want, there's if you I want just no example. other aspects of this character that have nothing to do with, you know, who she's married to. So that seems if, to me like if you can't dig up stuff about your own character that you created I can dig up stuff about your character and I haven't even watched the show so if the creator can't come up with stuff I mean that's yeesh. if you want a good yeesh. example of a show that can tell interesting stories about women women who are married women who've been raped women who have complicated relationships women who have children turn on Big Little Lies on HBO Rob Thomas or Good Girls because, or Good Girls because 
women have infinite amounts of interesting stories to tell, married or not. And any woman can tell you that. I think the solution is there needs to be more women writing for TV. Showrunners, just regular writers. Like, men cannot be trusted to write women. I don't think. Do we kill kill off the wife every time that we need to keep the man's life dramatic? Is that the only solution to kill off the wife? No. It's so tired. It's so tired. That's last century. That's last century. This woman can only be strong if she's constantly suffering. And that love itself is weakness. Right. Is just disgusting to me. Absolutely. So much bullshit. It's disgusting. It's a terrible message, I gotta be honest, to be sending to younger viewers. Oh God. Really (laughs) bad message. And it's very much in line with the way you know, Weeding could never let any relationship on Buffy or Angel or Fire nobody could ever be happy. He either broke them up or or he killed one of them. Which is just so... And that in of itself ugh. becomes predictable and boring and... It does. Okay, you can't you have come nothing up to root with for. anything that makes it interesting. I think <laughs> one of the biggest ones where I was like, this is bullshit, is when they broke up Xander and Anya. Yeah. Like, that was actually a really great That didn't make any sense. It was a great relationship. Yeah, it was a great relationship. They had to create some bizarro world in which their lives go to shit after they get married. So Xander freaks out about getting married, even though Xander was like, woohoo, we're getting married the entire season. Right. Here's, here's all to turn Anya back into a vengeance demon. You're like, OK, but we literally did the vengeance demon thing with her about 150 times. It's just like I, get it. like I say, that type of storytelling is last century. We're yeah. in a new century now, guys. It's yeah. time to start looking for different ways to tell these stories. If you want your hero or heroine to suffer, there's so many ways that you can come up with that. Oh, yeah. Besides denying them. it doesn't have to them. conclude sexual assault. Can we just put that on right. there? Right. It's yeah, like either the, world, the Yeah, either oh, she gets God. raped or her husband boyfriend dies. That's, that's the hallmark of pain for women on television. It's like, seriously? It's, it's just beyond lame. It's it's disrespectful to the fans because here's what happens if if certain showrunners keep doing this and keep clinging to these these antiquated beliefs is that nobody is yeah. going to want to watch your show anymore because listen audiences like to have something to root for and they want to have something to hope for if they know going into a show that they have nothing to hope for what's to keep them watching past the pilot really. Well, I think it's very interesting. I think I think some of this, it felt like we're going to take a Shonda Rhimes approach to this in the sense that Veronica is her own woman and she doesn't need McDreamy. Yeah. And that was very much the attitude that Shonda Rhimes that took. That was very much the attitude of Rob's, Rob Thomas in these interviews. Yeah, these and I'm... Interviews. I'm disagreeing about... But at least Shonda Rhimes gave Meredith and... Derek several years of being in a happy committed relationship and create a drama right. from that you know I, I think Rob was ever just terrified of going there which is a like he could not even let them have a wedding night literally no. like they were in clothes they literally stepped out of the courtroom they got like blown up I was like what the fuck is this this is insane I just feel really 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 bad for fans because this is a this was oh, a very God. This is a very strong fandom. 
and they put in they a lot gave of years, years and, and money. money and time Ugh. and tears and i just like my heart is just sick for them and i'm just sorry you guys we're with you burn it down sis this it's, is bullshit you guys have every reason to be pissed it is, i would not watch season five of veronica mars on hulu i wouldn't do it no because honestly no. that's the you know the streaming stuff is really <laughs> it's funny to me that rob thomas was like we have to kill logan in order for the show to survive because i think he just killed the show and I will no, say... No, you killed the show. You killed right, the, show, killed Rob the show, Rob Thomas. Yeah, the, he, yeah <laughs> you're literally killing the show by doing this. I think this is something that I'm internally grateful. And everyone's like, oh, why do you like Mark Guggenheim? Because Mark knows where his bread <laughs> is buttered. Mark and knows he, what you know, works. Emily tells him he's leaving the show. Yeah, okay, still not killing her. That's not a good idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they it had every been opportunity easier, to actually, kill for them story-wise just to kill Felicity. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's always easier just to kill the character once the actor leaves. Oh, and think of all the the pain it would put Oliver in. and Yeah. Oh, yeah. We get our angst city. and Oh, yeah. They could run with that. Watch him rise. But they didn't. No. In fact, they jumped through a fair amount of hoops and twisted themselves into a pretzel to come up with a way to keep her alive, but, like, have her not interacting with anyone. And have it make sense. I know. You know what I mean? Like, it's amazing. It wasn't like, it's like, how do you explain that Oliver and Felicity have nothing to do with one another, don't talk to each other, yet are happily married and in love? Um. Listen, Arrow <laughs> has has innumerable flaws. Like, Arrow is so far from perfect, it's ridiculous. But oh, yeah. Arrow does certain things really well. One of them is my right. aforementioned, if they promise something, they follow through. And the second yep. thing is... Felicity and Elicity. They developed their relationship perfectly. Perfectly. You may argue with the, the breakup or how long they were broken up or right. the reason why they broke up or that this wasn't handled right or that wasn't ha- We didn't see enough of this. We didn't saw too much of that. You can argue that. But at the same time, we got to see them meet. We saw get to saw them become friends. We got to see them fall in love. We got to see them fight that love. We got to see them get together. We got to see them break up. We got to see them get back together. We got to see them get married. We got to see them have a kid. And Two it's kids. just like, and their love is bigger than the friggin' universe. You yeah. know? It's pride of We ride. got it all. We got it all. I mean, there's really no show that has ever ticked off the romance list the way Arrow has And there done. never and will be I another. And what I really appreciate, <laughs> I really, like, everyone's like, oh, you know, Mark hates shippers. I, no, he doesn't. No, he does not. Um, Come on, guys. Very appreciative. <laughs> Please. And he's not, like, he's not messing with it. You know what I mean? Like, he could have messed with it big time. And he's like, no, no, Elisti is the precious jewel in which our show is I <laughs> think We must keep it shining brightly for all to see. I think people <laughs> like to forget also. I have no idea how to also. do that because the jewel is leaving the show. But I'm going to figure it out. And I they think did. people like and to yeah, forget. And yeah, does the 20 years suck? Yes. Oh, 20 yeah, years it suck. It definitely does. I agree. But something's yes, got to suck. I agree. They should have just ended <laughs> the show in seven. Yes, I get it. But... None of those things Something's are happening, gotta and we got to deal with it. So the way that Something's they dealt with gotta it, suck. yeah, you just it it was good. It was good. Something's gotta suck. I was like, yay! They literally stuck her in a cabin. I think people forget for twenty years just raising kids and creating smoke tech. I think for people me. forget that Mark is the one who created Elicity. 
Yeah. You know, they sit there and they I, say, I oh, he hates listen, Elicity. I think he there's hates some strippers. Argument. There's a lot of he like. He created it. There's a lot of, I feel like, discourse in terms of, oh, Stephen and Emily and their chemistry created Elicity and they made Elicity what it was and it had nothing to do They didn't to have to write towards that chemistry. They did not have well, to. Many shows to don't them, Steve, write towards chemistry. But also, like, Steve isn't coming up with that was read or ask me, never, don't ask me to say I don't love you, or, like, that's not Stephen writing the dialogue. Bigger than the friggin' universe, he didn't write that. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I think you, I think it's okay to give the writers, I don't know, a little credit for Arrow's success and Elicity's romance. Like, that's a piece of, it's kind of like people are arguing, oh, you can make a a, a pie without crust. Okay, Stephen and Emily are the filling, but the writing is the crust. It holds you know it I mean? together. You take one away. <laughs> sure, it's yummy, but like you don't have much there. You know, it's like it's a thing. Oh, so, I'm like, sorry. Like the two of them together you can are have, great at acting. You can have writers who know how to write a good romance, but they have actors with bad chemistry, and you can have oh, actors yeah. with great chemistry. But writers that don't know how to write them being together, cough, cough, Rob's Thomas, you right. know, you, we have but both. here we have both. We have actors yeah. with great chemistry and we have writers that know how to use that. Well, we're smart and enough. And we're lucky. They're smart enough to recognize <laughs> it. Smart enough to know, wow, this fucking never happens. And we're able to write towards it. Now, that doesn't mean everything that they wrote was perfect. No. No. But I never felt for even a second (laughs) that they were like sticking it to shippers and saying, we don't give a crap about Elicity. It was never to me. It was always we're trying to make this last for as long as possible. Correct. And my personal we're trying to make this will they won't they last for another season. And I'm like, Which, yeah, you, you didn't know, really need to do, to do that. You didn't need to do that. But yeah. I feel like a lot of that was also interference from the higher ups, the people who maybe aren't so good at writing <laughs> ships yeah, with, with great chemistry. That they were told, decisions. you know, a I think. a lot that, of stuff I think that got decided on Arrow that had a lot to right. do with Greg Berlanti. Exactly. And right. I think that they, they had to work with what they were given. You know, they were told right. keep People them apart that Mark for and this Beth whole season. And Wendy Miracle, they have they bosses. Have bosses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and when you work for somebody, you kind of have to do what they say. And then and you've Greg got Berlanti these shippers on Twitter that only curse your name. Greg Berlanti is interested like, in the Arrowverse. The how I does can. that? How does it? How does Arrow help make him more money and more shows? That's by I making feel more Greg shows. Yeah, primary like, focus, basically. Yeah, it ain't eliciting. Which, okay, whatever. And, you know, yeah, do I always agree with the decisions Wendy, Mark, and Beth made? No. But I really no. feel like they appreciate... It could have been so much worse. <laughs> yeah, they, they appreciate the lightning in the bottle that they know that they stumbled upon. And they protect it. And really, yeah. if you're going to get upset about Emily leaving, you're going to get upset about the 20-year separation, that is them protecting the relationship as much as they can mm-hmm. under the circumstances that they have. Correct. Like we can make arguments about how they we did what they could. circumstances. That's fine. But these are the circumstances. At some point, we just have to accept reality that this is what happened. And therefore, under these circumstances, this is how they dealt with it. And I feel respected as a fan 
that well at least i don't feel shit her. on and they didn't like kill the him. veronica mars fans right they got like, shit that on. would be crappy that's what you get to being that shit last... on looks Listen, like i've been there you guys years is not being shit on <laughs> well here's the thing i've been there where you get to the last episode and they kill your fave it yeah, sucks. sucks it really sucks particularly when you're like like, imagine you're only watching for Felicity and they kill her at the end of 810. Great. That's... No, thanks. That's great. <laughs> you know, that's what Julie Pleck did. And I gotta say, Whedon wasn't up that much better. He pretty much killed all the faves in the last episode, too. So it's, it's, it's hard to find writers who don't do that, who don't think that, oh, we just have to kill the character who think that oh, that's it's over. The Let's brave kill them. and shocking yeah. and interesting choice. Like, no, no it's that's not brave. Boring. It's Literally not everybody shocking. kills everybody. Could you just like, yeah. I don't know, try to come up with something with the character breathing? That well, would be and also, and also, this is like a little bit more superficial, but I think it still bears, bears mention. Um, the world is kind of like a chaotic fuckstorm mess. And people watch TV for entertainment and to escape you know, their jobs, their their bad relationships, you know, the their their families who maybe aren't treating them the way that they should be treated. You know, like it's it's hard living. And some people just want a little bit of happy in their life. And joy. for all these shows, all these shows, like Veronica Mars is not the only one that has has taken some major missteps this year. And all these shows to just be hammering on the doom and gloom is just, it's, that's not what people really maybe need. You know, maybe we need a little I'm, bit more help I'm and happiness. I'm not understanding this dark noir aspect that they seem to no. think that the show is. What I have seen, which is very little, please respect the fact that I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I've seen nothing. But so. <laughs> it looks pretty funny. It was kind of like, it's like saying Good Girls is just this dark noir show. No, it's a comedy, too. It's like, you can't just say it's one thing. I don't think Veronica Mars is one thing, so why couldn't it incorporate multiple things? And I don't like the insinuation that because it's adult now that we have to leave the teenager love shipping behind. Finding someone you love... Committing your life to them is teenage drama. Thanks, Rob even. Thomas, for shitting on my life choices. Like, what are you even talking about? It's nonsense. It's so nonsense. Gross. And listen, the guy wasn't misquoted. He said it in like four publications. Oh yeah. Like wow, wow, wow. I've got I've got the 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 Veronica and Logan shippers retweeting my tweet now. <laughs> Uh, which you one know, is that? So I, I can had do some it. Feelings. I read it here a minute ago. Uh, oh, the using you. shippers to get your you show reading... revived. No, that was me. Using shippers to get your show revived only to turn around, stab them in the heart, and then insult them in interviews is, well, it's a choice. Yep. Let's get retweeted. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not uh, a good choice, for the record. Yeah, That's a bad choice. Too. Oh! My girl Jen. Let's read Jen's. Dear male TV oh, writers and showrunners who think romance and happiness kills shows, makes them less intri- interesting, funny, is only for teenagers, means a work 
means a work is lowbrow or lesser than. Maybe you're just jaded and bad at writing and bad at writing a universal concept rooted in human emotion. Best me. I love her. I mean, she's not wrong. <laughs> Jen's like, hi, this kind of blew up. Follow us. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that's our yeah, rant on Veronica just, Mars and the yeah, nonsense. So if you see a Veronica Mars fan out there in the Twitterverse. Give them a hug. Land, <laughs> just know they're in pain. Give them a hug. Things are give hurting. Them a hug. They need they're in some the darkness. Hugs. If you see Maybe Rob Thomas, give him a kick in the shin. Like, come over to the <laughs> ship where you're actually freaking respected. Or at least you're not. At, least they, at the very Completely. least, they don't kill your face. <laughs> Maybe not respected. Completely but eviscerated in your moment of happiness. Like, that's real <laughs> shitty. Why, why have we I all also married? I that shit. Like, you have the wedding day, and you have something god-awful happen on the wedding day. No. You know, just let the people have a day. Just give them the day. Give them the flowers, the dress, the cake. Just shut up. Give them a day. Do your horrible whatever or is going to happen. if you're going to kill them, here's the concept. Don't let them get married first. Like, I just mean. was... <laughs> like I was seriously like I think I have to quit this show when Julie Pleck killed a character on her wedding day and she was pregnant with twins and she killed them by kill Ugh. killed the female character the mother by killing the unborn twins inside of her it was that's pretty dark on the wedding day as they're <laughs> saying the vows blood starts showing on her stomach because they killed the babies or something. Or like he kills her or whatever and then the babies start dying. It's one of the two. But it was bad. And it was literally while they're saying vows to each other. And I'm like, this is fucking disturbing. Like, this is too twisted even for me. I was like, no. Like, just don't. And you could have killed her at any point in time. They just think that this is so shocking. And I'm like, no. It's tired. Find other ways of creating drama other than killing characters. Believe me, life offers a wide array of distressing moments to choose from. I just don't know why it's that hard. Why is it so difficult to find difficulty in life? It's not. Step outside the writer's room and interview someone. They'll tell you all about it. All right, guys, I think that's it. What did we clock? Two hours? Oh, we'll almost. See if it lasts. Yeah, let's hope. Fingers crossed. Because it gets mad at us over two hours. <laughs> yes, it does. All right, guys. We'll be back once Maddie probably comes back from a cruise. We'll have to talk about Bachelorette, I'm sure. Oh, that's right. We're going to do Bachelorette, and then we will eventually do our OTP song thing. We have to wait for Maddie to do both of those. Okay. So hopefully this will tide you over until then. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week. Be sure to listen next week. Subscribe to Watch Over on iTunes or Google Play. And look us up on Twitter and Tumblr. Bye. Bye.